Hey guys, welcome to episode 152 of the Ryan is Super Strong podcast. This week, coming to you with the wonderful, talented Sarah Reich. I can't wait to get into this episode. Sarah and I had a great time hanging out. Um, we talk about Pascal Leia Silva who, from episode 88. And if you're in the tap dance community, I'm sure you know both of these wonderful ladies. And this week, we're featuring Sarah. Uh, we're playing a bunch of her music. We're talking all kinds of goofy things. And I think you're going to have a blast listening to this episode. If you are new to the podcast, hey, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you listen to all of the episodes because there's so many badasses that come on this crazy show. So I hope that you uh, enjoy this episode and then start meeting all the other badass guests that come on this show. You know what I'm saying? Um, other than that, you know, I mean, I just want to get into this show. I always tell you guys shows that I'm doing throughout the week. This week, uh, the first week of September. So we all got, we all love that. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> I'm playing a bunch of Zach Churchill as usual. Playing Thursday the fifth at Hive and Honey uh, from five to nine. Then playing. The Ranch and Oak on Friday the 6th with Zach as well. 4 to 8 at The Ranch and then 9.30 to close at Oak and Laguna Beach. Uh, then just a whole bunch of other fun stuff throughout the week that I can't really talk about because it's either private or adjudicating auditions or that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Normal stuff that I can't really hype, but I want to hype those Zach Churchill gigs because those are super fun. You should come out if you're in the Laguna Beach area on Thursday or Friday this week. Um, other than that, you didn't come here for that. You came here to meet Sarah Reich. You know, you want to know Sarah better, and I don't blame you. She's awesome, and she has a ton of music that she's going to share on this from her new album, New Change. Uh, so I hope that if you're pausing this episode for any reason, it's just to go buy her album. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe refill your drink. That's fine, too. I'll take that. <laughs> you know, uh, if you're a listener, we take uh, that, I, that I care about your beverage. Uh, I care that you're comfortable. I care about your mental health at this point. And I want you to be comfortable, you know? So if it is hot where you are and you need a cool beverage, I hope that you get that. Or if you're cold and you need a hot beverage, I hope that you get that. I hope that if you're driving, the traffic is not driving you too insane. I hope if you're working out, you're pushing it. Push it to the limit, you know? Let this podcast help push you to the limit. (laughs) Anyways, I think that's enough of bothering you. So, you know, all I need you to do is sit back, relax, and like I ask you to please do every single week, is enjoy the freaking show. Welcome to the Ryan and Super Strong Podcast. This is Ryan Knudsen and I am, you guessed it, Super Strong. Today's strength level is Groove. Now, Groove is, you know, tale as old as time. There's, there's never been a time where somebody wasn't grooving in some way, as far as I know. You know, I haven't asked everyone that's lived, but I can only assume Groove is as old as this world that we live on. And uh, I have a guest today that makes me think of Groove for several reasons. Uh, this is a dancer. Tap dancer specifically, musician, artist, composer, all-around badass, teacher, cool lady. This is the wonderful Sarah Rice. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. How you doing? Awesome. I'm doing good. Awesome. So you're also a fan of the groove, uh, as far as I know, and we'll talk much more about that. Yeah. Um, groove is important, especially, I think, you know, drummers and dancers, especially. My goodness. Tap dancing being like the perfect 
melding of those two things. Absolutely. If there's no groove, there's no music. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, that's the first thing. The, all there was in the beginning was just like voice, dance, drums, mm. you know, mm-hmm. rhythm, you know, yeah. not even drums, like rocks on right. trees kind of thing. <laughs> caveman times. <laughs> just indeed. caveman times. I can only imagine how groovy those guys used to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so the groove is the is the strength level for today you know or just groove in general so if that can be anything if you're listening from some, some other country right now and going like well i only know this type of that's okay it's whatever you want to do there's so many types um so i have so many people come on this show and the, i always ask everybody the same first question mm-hmm. which is just very simple because the name of the show is ryan is super stressed so everyone knows that i'm here they yeah. expect that week to week yeah. you know yeah. uh and then some people are, are tuning in because you're on the show and they know you already but cool. there are some people that are going like I listen to this show and I don't know who this Sarah is, mm. you know? So I often ask, or every time I ask the same question, which is simply, hey, who are you? And <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Gee, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm i a Los Angeles native. That's right. Born and raised here in sunny California. I love it every day. Yeah. Um, and growing up in L.A., uh, I was when I was five years old. My parents put me in dance school, right. and I studied tap, ballet, jazz, all of the above. And um, I did a little dance competitions here and there. But then, you know, we wanted to explore other teachers. So just traveling around all of Los Angeles, I was exposed to various dance teachers. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I found this man by the name of Paul Kennedy, who was one of the greatest tap dance teachers of all time. And he taught a lot about jazz music mm-hmm. and swing, big band sound. And how tap dancing is traditionally danced to that style of music. Yeah, yeah. And um, then after him, I studied with Jason Samuel Smith, a younger guy from New York. And uh, he exposed me to a lot of the history of the art form, which I fell in love with. Like, wow. You know, when you talk about learning your history, that can usually be boring. But as a tap dancer, that just means watching killer clips (laughs) of amazing entertainers. Yeah, yeah. And so I I fell in love with the art form... uh, the whole legacy of it and and realizing that as a tap dancer we're using this as a as a form of communication and as a form of expression gotcha. and as a, a as a way to build community right and so i've become a part of this tap dance community and by 18 years old i was a professional and i started teaching and traveling and touring the world performing um and then i've you know played with postmodern jukebox if you guys are familiar with that uh it's a youtube famous band taking pop songs back into time um all our videos go viral (laughs) right yeah yeah, i did seven tours with them and then um i started the tap music project which is uh a various it's an it's a collective really because i have uh, an intensive so i teach my students how to read and write rhythm notation yeah so i teach them like look tap dance isn't just dance it's music right and we have to understand all the grooves mm-hmm. that we're playing mm-hmm. uh because as percussionist as, as tap dance percussionists we can tap to all styles of music right so we just have to know what the lingo is sure you know? yeah, yeah so i teach all that and then the students are killer and we have live musicians in class it's awesome uh and another side factor of the tap music project is I just released my debut album, and yeah, it's called yeah, yeah. New Change. And it features all original music, songs that I wrote uh, in a collaboration with other musicians, be it a jazz saxist, uh, Latin jazz pianist, uh, 
a cellist, whoever, mm-hmm. uh, and um, wrote songs stemming from tap rhythms. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. called New Change. That's right. And we're going to talk about a lot about that album as well, share some yeah. tunes from that album. Sweet. And since we're talking about it, there's no better segue than just to, just to show some tunes right now, I think. Cool. So, um, I, I, you know, we're going to ask all kinds of questions, but there's no better way to hear, you know, who's, who an artist is than by listening, I think. Yeah. So you said you wanted to share the tune Gemini Vibe? Gemini Vibe, because it's the first tune that I ever wrote with a friend, uh, right. Danny Janklow. Yeah. Incredible jazz saxophonist here in L.A. That's right. Uh, we met when we were 16 years old, and so I've just known him for a long time. And uh, it was about five years ago we wrote this song, and... I said, you know, I have this idea, I have this concept, and just humor me, meet me, and just follow my lead. Sure. And so I'm gonna. So I said, I'm gonna tap uh, an eight-bar phrase. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to memorize it, and then I'm gonna scat it to you, and I want you to play it back to me the way I kind of melodically hear it. Yeah, yeah. And so I started with one idea. It was like it started two, three, four, one. Daga 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 digi da. Saga digi 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 da. Ah ah. And so he kind of okay. He memorized that rhythm and then he put a melody to it yeah and then we kept going the more you add on the more we build okay great now we have a, this eight bar phrase and now let's repeat it a a let's write a bridge b right. let's bring back the a and boom 32 bar chorus done yep. done yep. yeah and yeah, we were yeah. so excited and so that was the beginning of writing original music that's awesome yeah, yeah. it happens pretty quickly when it's when it starts going like that so yeah. that, that's awesome yeah. well then here's uh, gemini vibe sweet Gemini, she can flip a style like a vinyl on the A and B side. She like to dance, short attention span, can't slow it down for any man. She was loyal to the jazz, not a master of the zodiac. I probably need to learn strategy to come correct, make the stars connect. She playing hard to get, and that's fine. Give her five more minutes, I can probably change her mind. I'm like, can I get that good sax? Two hits, yeah, I'm feeling that. From the drummer one time, and you hear the bass line and the keys when we throw it back. I'm like, can I get that good tap? Two hits, yeah, I'm feeling that. It's just a Gemini vibe like tap dancing jazz call the best of both slaps
caught a vibe with a Gemini She can flip a style like a vinyl on the A and B side She liked to dance, short attention span Can't slow it down for any man She was loyal to the jazz I'm not a master of the Zodiac Probably need to learn astrology to come correct Make the stars connect She playing hard to get And that's fine Give it five more minutes I could probably change up her mind Hey, yeah I could probably change up her mind Yeah, I could probably change up her mind Yeah, it's just a Gemini vibe, y'all I love sharing music on this podcast because it shares some. It shows how badass these guests are, and th- yeah. th- I love this album. It's really, really rad. Thank you. Um, it's not time for compliments yet, so that was kind of out of line oh, of me oh, to even sorry, compliment yeah. you yet. Let's but, take that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, which you'll understand soon when we start playing games. But uh, but yeah, the album is so rad, and I love that track. Um, yeah. th- that one, and the, there's another track we were just talking about um, called "It's Happening." Those, and that yeah. feels like I've seen lots of videos for those and all yeah. kinds of stuff popping around so on YouTube. So it's happening. I co-wrote with Carlos Rodgerman, a pianist from Spain. Uh, He's a really good friend, and we wrote it for this show in Hollywood called The Floor Show, and it was all a collaborative thing. And um, we, I I choreographed some tap dancing to the melody of it. Okay. Um, Because when we wrote it, it was all based off of improvisation. So once the song was already done, then I really made choreography for it. Okay. And since then, I've been teaching it a lot. And then I thought, you know what? Let me make an instructional video. Yeah. So I made an instructional video. And that one has taken off like crazy. And tap dancers all over the world now are learning this choreography or have already learned it. Yeah, and yeah. And so when I travel to these various cities, um, and uh, say, it, say it's like a tap dance festival. Yeah. Um, a lot of students will already have known, know it. And then I'll bring the charts, have the band play it. And then all these students do it with me perfectly because they watch the instructional. <laughs> drilling it and drilling it. Yeah. So it's, it's actually becoming like a classic in tap dance. So in, really in, cool. in tap dance culture, we have a few classic tap dances that are yeah. passed down. You know, sure. Right. Of generations and generations. And so this one is now becoming one of those, which That's is really awesome. fascinating. Yeah. That's really cool. You feel like you got to add to the, like the whole canon of... Yeah, you know, tra- of tap tradition, which is really cool. Yeah, That's, exactly. It's really rad. Totally. Um, speaking of doing shows and all that stuff, what's bad to eat before a show? You know what oh. I mean? Mm. We all like eating. It's important. We do. You need it. We do. We but what do. should you not have before a show? Uh, have probably you made a, a burger. We don't. We don't want to have a big burger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are dancing, and we will dance it off. Sure, sure. But sure. you know, we do want to kind of keep it, keep it good. So I usually, I, I don't eat. Uh, at least two hours before the show. Yeah, okay. You, you just, just keep it clean, keep it, keep it clear. Actually, I probably don't eat a lot on a show day. On a show day. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm probably just stressing out anyway. And yeah, <laughs> I forget yeah. to Where's eat anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Getting charts together, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. too much. Yeah, just forget to eat until after and then you're starving. And then you're starving. Then it's burger time. And then time. ramen. Ramen. There we go. <laughs> you know what I mean? After, after the blue whale gig, you know, yeah, you go to the ramen spot. Go right there, get Hell some yeah. ramen. Yeah, that's a good move. I like that. Um, why tap so good, you know? Why what? Tap. Why tap dance so good? 
why is tap dancing so good? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> tap dancing is amazing. Right. And the world is still sleeping, I think. Okay. You know, I think one of our, our enemies is lack of exposure. Okay. Um, though it's much easier nowadays because we have social media uh-huh. uh, and there's so many great tap dancers right now creating work and traveling and touring. So that's what's really cool. But the thing is, we have to create our own opportunities. So to say that you want to become a professional tap dancer is also saying you want to become an entrepreneur right. and just yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, thing is, a lot of people aren't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, no, no jazz festivals thinking we should have a tap dancer. Right. You know, no big artist is thinking we should have backup tap dancers instead Mm -hmm. of hip hop dancers. Right, right, right. You know, so we have to really be proactive in bringing it to the people and saying, look, watch me. And they'll be like, oh my God, tap dancing. I haven't even thought about tap dancing. Wait, you do this full time? Like, yeah, this is my career. And, um, they're like, wow, this is amazing. I love it. It's a dying art form. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I come across this so much. So many random people saying, oh, it's a lost art. Oh, it's a dying art. To me, golf is a dying art. Yeah, for that, real. Because I don't play golf. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So course. I'm like, how dare you even say that to me? Because you're not even a tap dancer to even know. Yeah, yeah. That's my world. Mm-hmm. It's alive and well in my world. Sure, Not yeah. in your world. And there's but, a ton of people doing it. There's nothing dying about exactly. it. I mean, it's, you know, it's just like any other thing. It's if you don't but know I realize the reason that they're saying this is because how awesome is tap dance? Right, right. That they don't see it every day. Yeah. It must be a dying art form because that's too good yeah. to not be on television, on radio, on, uh, you know, in the movies. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I think I realize in like my like trying to analyze all of this. Why do people keep saying that? Yeah. I'm like, because they want to see it. Yeah. They do want to see it. And you're doing so much to help that, I think. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Killer. Postmodern Jukebox was an incredible um, lane for me because one of those videos that they post automatically goes to the 3 million subscribers that they have. Exactly, yeah. And touring, you know, playing thousands of, you know, the shows, sorry, not thousands of shows, a crowd of thousands of people. Yeah, It's yeah. like, wow. And they're all seeing tap dance for the first time, yeah, usually, yeah. live. And it's so, and they're freaking out about it, too. They're freaking out about it. They yeah. love it. That's it's so It's the amazing, highlight of the show. Yeah, it's such a special thing. I mean, do, do, you, feel, do you feel like PMJ helped you like start really being able to get out in front of people a lot. Absolutely. Because I mean, it's until that, did you, were you in LA and you're performing yeah. around here? Had you done yeah. a lot of touring and stuff before yeah. that? Yeah, yes. Because uh-huh. I'm, you know, I was always still a professional tap dancer since right. 18, yeah. and I didn't start PMJ till 25. Okay, cool. So cool, I've, yeah. I've already, I had already traveled a lot teaching and performing, but amongst my community. Yeah, exactly. So that was, was my first kind my of question. break yeah. to branch out. And get in front of a bunch of, like like, you were saying, people go, oh my gosh, tap is awesome again. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. And all the comments on the videos, they're like, man, I want to get my tap shoes back on. I used to tap when I was little. Or, oh man, she makes me want to learn. Right, right. You know, and I I love that because I'm like, yeah, the more the merrier. Yeah, for sure. Everyone, let's get some tap shoes on. Because you know what? Back in the 30s and 40s, tap dancing was the famous common dance. Yeah. And swing dancing. Yeah. Everybody knew how to do it. Everybody did it. And all the movies, everybody's singing, tap dancing. Yeah. all had it 
Yeah, it's, yeah. It's now so in that way, I guess it's a dying art form. But so is a lot of like good music and good acting. I mean, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, all, so it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, Leah Silva is a mutual friend of yeah. ours. You guys grew up together, some in some uh, doing tap stuff all over the yeah, place. Yeah, I and... met Leah. We we were around twelve, thirteen years old. There yeah. is this uh, a tap event that happens every April. Uh-huh. Um in Long Beach mm-hmm. and she lives in Orange County I'm in LA so it was a nice little like you know meeting sure. around yeah. and it was this event called the Rhapsody and Taps Tap Day event okay that's right and you know that I would always see her there and mm-hmm. we would always be in the front row eager like yeah, yeah. almost competitive right, you know, like who's gonna get the step first yeah, we yeah, were yeah. both really good you know yeah, just yeah, yeah. you know just good students and like hungry so yeah. we would both be like who's getting it you it's know friendly competition very yeah. friendly competition and so yeah that's where we met a long time ago and then she used to come to my house I used to live in Culver City okay and my parents built a dance studio in the house oh sweet when yeah, I yeah, when yeah. I told them I'm, I'm committing to tap dance they put that studio in there and uh, I used to start these nights called the Monday Night Tap Experience. Yeah, yeah. And all these tap dancers would come over for a $5 tap class, different teacher every week, very informal. It was really yeah. just to get the community together and to get us practicing our teaching. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then we would jam. And so That's she would awesome. come over almost every Monday and we'd hang out there too. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I always ask about when I have like a guest come on, uh, after like a mutual friend has been a guest before, you know, so like you're, the, so you're the second person now where I'm like, where I'm like, Hey, Leah Silva has been on the show before. Mm. What are some secrets that you know of her that you can kind of just throw out for everyone now that she <laughs> wouldn't want people to do? <laughs> do you have any crazy Ooh. Leah stories that she'd just be mad? Well, also the audience should know we, uh, that, that she was supposed to be here today hanging out with us I know, but... and then she dropped out just last minute. And so I feel like totally fine. Just taking her down, you yeah. know, kiss. <laughs> I guess the only secret is that, but it's even no secret because if you know Leah, you know that she just doesn't sleep. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's yeah. why she missed meeting with us that today because she was sleeping. She was actually and getting I'm like, some sleep today. not even mad because I'm like, yeah. you need to sleep. I told her I would never <laughs> forgive her, but I, but I do understand. <laughs> but she's a mother of two. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, she's exactly. working hard. She works yeah. really hard. Yeah, she's amazing. She's she's such a great friend. And yeah. I just always like to tease everybody. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so talking about all those steps, I noticed I, re- I like something in your album. There's a point. I can't remember what tune it is now. Uh, it might be it's happening where you where you yell out one two three four you know and yeah. before the band comes in you know about this whole thing of like people say dancers say five six seven eight and music yeah. and like like instrumentalists say one two three four yeah which I think is I mean I get why that that's the case but I also think it's due to that people say that all the time but I noticed that you that you yelled out one two three four and I didn't know if you like made that decision for the album well, we're to keep in it the in musical context yeah I actually only teach in one two three four. Oh really I left five six seven eight years ago years ago years left ago. it behind ditched yeah. it mm-hmm. it's like hitchhiking right now I don't even know where it's at yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like you're out of here well because what they say dancers think in eight counts right they do but yeah, do, do but you like or, or can you break it down well, or like do you break it down to fours my only thing is if I'm if my whole spiel is to get tap dancers thinking more musically i need them to start learning how to count in bars for sure and so i just naturally teach like that yeah that makes sense um and so if i teach for example like a master class in a place that i don't really know the students they're way they're expecting me to give them a five six seven eight sure but i'm i purposely count them in one two three four and then i'll even acknowledge it and say have you noticed that i've only count one two three four yeah they're like yeah i say why why do you think i'm doing that and then they'll they know and they'll raise their hand because because we're musicians and we should be counting like that i'm like boom yeah. boom you're right done done they know yeah of course do, do their tap teachers do it i don't know up to them 
But mm-hmm. my way of teaching is one, two, three, four. I left five, six, seven, eight a long time ago. Sure. And it's a training thing too. I mean, if you've been teaching forever and teaching that, it's like, what well, I mean, it's, it means the same yeah. thing. Yeah. But it is this weird concept that gets talked about a lot. And like, you know, it, 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 but I think it's a two. It's a thing own. though. I, a I appreciate thing. you asking that because that is a thing. And I do try to, I was recently at this dance convention called Dancer Palooza okay. in Long Beach. <laughs> and they have a side uh, event called the Dance Teacher Summit where okay. dance teachers come and just learn from each other whoever they have. Yeah. and so i was teaching all these dance teachers and i told all of them and they're from all over the country and i said look in your tap classes you should start counting one two three four mm-hmm. just in bars and they all were kind of like you're right mm-hmm. i'm like yeah it just starts there just to get them because should they want to be professionals yeah they're most likely going to work with musicians at some point so i'm like just get them used to it now yeah yeah. Well, it's kind of those easy change because I do hear from da- like I have a lot of friends that are dancers and they complain about not being respected as musicians, and it is an easy change to be like, well, this is something that people make like literally make fun of, you know, like you know, yeah, like stuck up musician guys that are being all vibey will make fun of, you know, totally. Like, and I get I, it, I, but it's it, and that's but, why I teach my students like don't do, don't you dare do it. Yeah. In my intensive because they're so used to the five, sure. six, seven, eight. So yeah. even in my tap music project intensive, where we're talking about music specifically, I'll have them do an assignment and they'll have to demonstrate for the class, and I say count yourselves in. Yeah. And they right. go five, six, and I stop, stop. <laughs> no. Try again. Fix that again. Yeah. One. Yeah. They're like, okay, one. Yeah, they, <laughs> they get it. Yeah. Well, it's like that's how we originally learned how to count, anyways. You know, so dancers are really just trying to show musicians that they need more numbers, anyway. Yeah, whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what else is fun? Like, you like tap dancing. What else do you do? Yeah, I like fitness. I'm getting into mm-hmm. fitness. I just came from a little training session. Nice. Oh, God, it wiped me out. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just into. I'm. In a new phase right now. Okay. Um, and um. I don't want to go too deep into that. <laughs> That's okay. But it's exciting. I'm in a more independent stage. Okay. And so I'm going to be looking forward to new things. Yeah, I get um, you. So yeah. But I love, you know, tap is my life. And I feel yeah. so nerdy because I'm just like, I love to tap dance in my free time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and like, I love watching footage. I love yeah. watching movies. I love watching biopics. I love reading autobiographies of my favorite musicians. And yeah. like, I'm just constantly learning. I love being a student as yeah. much as I love teaching. Um, and uh, so just checking out. That's, I don't art. think you have to apologize for loving what you do. My, I, I get, I, I'm yeah. that same way because I'm crazy entrepreneurial and, cra- and like, cra- and all I do is drums and percussion all the time. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, do you want to do this or do you do that or do you know how to do that? And I'm like, no, I just really kind of drum or practice drums or <laughs> write music for drum or, yeah. drummers. I know, <laughs> like, I know. That's arranging tra- yeah, charts so I can yeah, drum like, this band. Yeah, I'm like, what do I do in my free time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, would you love so? It's like, yeah, but you're having fun doing it. That's, yeah. that's what I'm like. It's, you know. I mean, if I'm chilling, maybe I'll just watch like some Netflix or whatever, well, you know, yeah. Stranger Things. The best thing. Know. Yeah, Netflix is the best. It's, well, it is one of those things. I don't know it's, if they're the best, but... Well, oh, what, is there, what do you mean? Is there a better thing? Sometimes Netflix movies are like bad to me. The Netflix movies are on too long they're an yeah. extra 20 minutes too long yeah i agree with that have you noticed because there's just so much space that they don't have to really I'm just cut like why why am i still watching this yeah I, I definitely feel that way there's always these slow portions that are just like this isn't important to what's do going that. on yeah. yeah but the series are good and, yeah the series and, you know, are Hulu's awesome. got some good stuff you do get stuck searching through the where it's like there's so many hours of of movie and film and stuff like that on netflix but you're still surfing and can't find anything exactly that's what i mean that's what i mean by netflix isn't that good because i'm like constantly like no 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 
Yeah. Not this. No, not I don't want to watch. Because you watched this, here's 30 other things. You're like, nah, I don't want to watch any of those. Yeah. I'm glad they exist. Yeah. <laughs> good good nice, for nice someone song. had a job for a minute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> of drum speak and tap rap and like, you know, all these things, like people talk about like being able to speak it if you want to play it or dance it. Oh, yeah. I think you're a big proponent of this. So. Absolutely. If you can say it, you can do it. Yeah. It's magic, I tell you. I've, lo- I- I've been like me, whenever I've been with-, with Leah, like, you know, at tap festival and stuff and I've, mm. I've like passed your classes and I've heard, like every time I've been like passing at that point where you're like, if you can say, if you can say it, you can play it or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I've been screaming at that at my students and stuff forever. Like, you know, if you can say sing it you can play it just sing it you know it's true because and i say i say if you can say it you can do it if you can't say it you can't do it because that means you don't know what it is your brain doesn't understand it yeah but if you can say it that means you totally are getting every note Mm -hmm. not a right you know and i'll say i say everyone scat it for me go and i'll count them in and they all sound a mess yeah and i said this is how you sound (laughs) yeah you you just tapped it the same way you just scattered it a mm-hmm. hot mess. Yep. Let's clean up the scatting, mm-hmm. and then I'll just drill them scatting. I'm like call and response scatting. Yep. And then they'll like get it in their head, and then I'm like now do it because they know what the step is. They're just not hitting it. Right, right, right. For and sure. then they hit it, and they're all amazed. Yeah. Like their first try after all the scatting, they kill it. Boom. I'm like, clean. See? Boom. That's how you teach drum lines and all this group. That's mm-hmm. I was excited to talk to you about this because when Leah and I started working together in our little duo, that was like the first thing that we realized was obvious commonality in between our two like crafts. Yeah. It was just like that we yeah. were always just like yelling rhythms at each other. Yeah, <laughs> like no, 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 you're like, you know, <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, and like yeah. we're sort of like going back and forth, like singing it back and forth and doing them. Totally. And so we just had so much fun being able to like speak that back and forth. And so and I've really enjoyed my time like walking around the tap world now yeah. in the last couple of years and listening to people scatting and singing stuff. I'm like, yeah, they're getting it. So I have a question for you since sure. you've been like in- exposed to the tap. Yeah, now. definitely. Have you done any extra research on tap dancers? Um, not a ton. So I was so in listening to your album. Mm-hmm. Like there, you talk so much about past. You, you, there's that one clip where you're talking about like if you pulled people off the street and asked them to name five, yeah. five tap dancers, they wouldn't be able to do it. And so, like I loved that. I loved because like learning those names and stuff. Yeah. And so I have looked up people that I've met at festivals right. and stuff, and watch videos and watch that Sweet. stuff. And I and I'm a huge musical fan like you know old like old movie musical fan okay, yeah. so watching all of them do like do everything and like you know yeah. i've always been a fan of the tap like do you have a favorite tap. tap dancer um i guess not i guess from I like really. those old times? from those i mean like gene kelly and all the like, mm-hmm. can, they, like i just love how they move and look you yeah, know those guys look so cool well that's what's kind of cool <laughs> you know? about our so dapper ty- our job title or, or job description is like not only do we have to sound good we gotta yeah, look good. look good too you yeah know what i mean sure i get that now i just feel like i'm you know becoming friends with so many cool modern tap dancers i'm just mm-hmm. like this is cool you know yeah but yeah I, i'm always like you know Lori loves what my fiance Lori, she loves watching those movies as well and oh, so nice. we're, we're, those are our the big production numbers yeah where you're just like the orchestra's right off to the right sometimes you can see them sometimes you can't but they're doing like they're there's so much choreography and so many props and costumes and and they have to do it all in one take, and they're I just know. nailing the shit out of it. And you're just, it. It's just like, what the heck? Yeah, and the, but they do overdub the taps. Oh, do they? Yeah. Ooh, later. cheaters. 
Peter, 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 but they're still they're still doing it. They're still doing the steps. They're not no, cheating. they're still doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just they're not wearing tap shoes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. I didn't know that. So yeah. they overdub all the tap sounds. At, yeah, after because the you know if they're running around all over the set, you Impossible can't put mics. Mic. There's no yeah. mics. There. You know, get you can't be doing that. Anymore. I get it. It's more about the visual. And yeah, they'll do it later. Well, and you can tell. Like I remember, like I did some dance classes and stuff when I was like in college and all that stuff. And there would be sections where you'd have to like fake tap stuff, you know, during mm. musicals and things. Yeah. But you can tell in those in that old stuff that those guys are all executed executing it like for real there's no yeah there's no fake no no fake. unless it maybe maybe some of the, like the the starlet actresses that like can't really do all the stuff sometimes well for example <laughs> you know we all know of the famous fred astaire and ginger rogers yeah 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 well ginger rogers she was more of an actress than a dancer she's okay. an incredible actress actually i really love her acting um fred but astaire, her another cool ta- cool oh, fred is like i used to have a crush on fred yeah and I don't have crushes on white boys, but <laughs> Fred is there in Top Hat 1935. Woo! Sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> so cool. Those guys are so cool. But his um, homie, Hermes Pan, mm-hmm. help, who he co-collaborated with, with choreography, Hermes did Ginger Rogers' taps, overdubbed mm-hmm. taps for her. Because she was always on working on some other film. She didn't have right. time to overdub move, her taps. Move, move, so she's move. like, yeah. just have Hermes Pan do it. Yeah. So sometimes that would be going on. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. They did a lot of this. I mean, like Rosemary Clooney used to do like mm. all of the female vocals and stuff for oh, some yeah. of those. But yeah, really? Like, yeah, it's just stuff like they'd just be like, no, oh, she's really the best singer. I'll just have her do everybody's parts. Wow. <laughs> stuff like that. Crazy. They, they just did all kinds of cool stuff back then. Yeah. Um, Cocktails or nah? You know what I mean? You cocktail well, lady? I'm a whiskey. Oh, okay. Girl. Uh, from my tour days. Yeah. <laughs> Post show, it was all about that Jameson. Okay. So Irish whiskey. If we're talking about drinks, my usual go-to is a sensible red wine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly a blend. <laughs> sure, like my sure. favorite wine a is red Apothic blend. Red. It's okay. a California yep. blend. I've had that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just at a store and they have now like portable ones. Por- what do you mean? Like what do you mean? Like, like, like cans like, or? Like the smaller version. So, oh, little guys. You know how Sutter so Holmes single has, like, serving. Small, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to get this. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. love red wine, love a sangria. Uh-huh. So mm. If I'm at dinner, yeah. Another one for eating is rum and coke. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then whiskey. If I'm really gonna turn up. You're talking about just straight, straight neat. neat. Man, yeah, maybe that's one cool. rock. I say just one rock. Yeah, that's just cool to, to cool order one down, rock, right? <laughs> But don't overdo it Just that I don't get to taste up. anything. Exactly. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm a big yeah, I'm a big whiskey man myself. Yeah. That little globe over there is a globe bar. Oh. Keep nice Irish whiskeys and stuff in there. That's the fan- that was one of those things as like an adult where I was like, yeah, I think I need to have a globe that opens up and you can put whiskey I in mean, it. Live your best life. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I just wanted that. <laughs> um, we were talking about traveling a little bit. Um, how like can you do you like traveling at long periods of time or I are you a homebody? Traveling. Yeah. I love it. When you're working, so mostly you travel for work though, right? Basically. Yeah. Do you but, feel, you know, when you love what you do, it's like a paid vacation. Sure. It is really fun. <laughs> do, Which do, I'm so thankful. Are you are you a homebody at all? Do you like to get, I mean, do you miss home when you're gone? Or like, can you, mm. is too, is too, is there a, like, I've been on the road too long kind of feeling ever? Only once. Okay. Uh, with Postmodern Jukebox, we did a three and a half month tour. Uh-huh. That's a long Imagine time. that. Three really and a half months in Europe. Yeah. So. Ooh, that's even harder. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like, there's nothing like comforting about no home well time. you're just sleeping on a bus for yeah. <laughs> three and a half months so anyway i got a little homesick there yeah but that's it no i i love to make the best of every situation i'm always in the 
present moment and excited so I'm I'm I don't miss home because I always feel at home when wherever I go because like I said the tap community is a global community and if I'm going for tap events I'm like hanging with family for sure yeah so it just feels like I'm just having a good time with my family. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's funny. With PMJ, we, we once toured to um, Asia, and we had just landed in Singapore. And we landed, we were driving back to the hotel, and we were about to check in, and there were people waiting for me in the lobby. My yeah. tab fam. <laughs> and so, yeah. and then my, the PMJ people were like, Sarah, who are these people? How yeah. do you have people in Singapore? <laughs> like, everywhere we went, I always had people like yeah. around me like, Sarah, see, like, let's go take you out, you know? Yeah, see, there's nothing dying about the art <laughs> Not to me. Not at all, that- <laughs> man. It's so dope. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. dope, right? This is a very vibrant you. kind of life that tap is living right now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, all right, so I've just put you through the ringer on questions. I know right. that was difficult. They were probably I survived. pretty stressful. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the next thing we should do, we talked about scat, you know, scatting and, yeah. and drum speak and all that stuff. Yeah. And so you said you wanted to share a tune called Scat Rap. Scat Rap, yeah. This is a tune that where I wrote all of the tap rhythms first, mm-hmm. and then I taught it to this killer bassist out here. You probably know him, Brandon Brown. Yeah, yeah, Brandon K. Brown from Memphis. He's an exceptional electric bass. Is he the one you do that uh bass and tap like duo section and it's tapping or in new in, change. In new change. He yeah, does yeah. that and as well. Is that him too? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so awesome. Thanks, yeah. man. So he's such a natural learner and so intuitive that I just was like, I'm gonna teach you a bunch of rhythm. And yeah, I yeah. just want you to play the bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, All right. And so we got together. <laughs> yeah. And then I added my scatting on top of that. So that's this awesome. yeah, this is a scat rap. Cool, here we go. That's rad. Ping. Ping. <laughs> I like that. And I'm really glad we talked about it because I think, you know, obviously lots of musicians and dancers listen to this show, and, but like all kinds of people listen to the show. And so nice. I think it's like we talked about drum speak and rap, you know, like all that kind of and uh, scatting yeah. and all that. And some yeah. people are going like, what does that mean? You know, what are they even talking about? And I think that tune is such a great way of being like, here, there you go. There you That's go. what we're talking about. <laughs> 
There's <laughs> a little taste of it. Yeah. Uh, but in the form of an actual tune on your album, which is rad. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, All right, so now it's time for, you know, we're going to play some games and go to some segments now. Oh, and oh this, boy. <laughs> this first this first segment, they're all very easy and simple, so don't, oh. don't worry. Uh, this first segment we're going to go into is called The Compliment Corner. Yay. The beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called The Compliment Corner. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Welcome to the compliment corner. I'm already loving it. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the compliment corner, what happens is it gives me and my guest a chance to uh, just basically practice compliments, you know. And so, it's gonna have it gives us a chance to forget how dark and gloomy the world can be, you know, uh, all kinds of things going on. We just forget about that. And I'm gonna look you in the eye, give you a compliment that I mean. You can look me in the eye, give me a compliment that you mean, and then we'll both walk out of here one compliment heavier at the end of the day. Sweet. <laughs> How's that sound? Amazing. <laughs> All right, sweet. So I, I'll go first. Um, I think I could go several ways uh, on, on this comment for you, but um, I think what I want to talk about is you as a tap dancer with this album, because uh, I've heard you talk a lot throughout the throughout the, the time that I've kind of been around, you know, the tap community about mu- like wanting to be considered a musician, and, like tap dancers be, should be fighting for that, mm-hmm. and. Um, and also, like, the fact that you're coming out with this album where you were writing the music and collaborating with musicians and all this stuff. And and so I kind of want my comment to kind of back that up and encourage you that you're, like, that you're kicking ass at that. Thank you. <laughs> and, you're, and you're doing it in your own way. And the, the thing that I really like about the album that I want to compliment is that uh, you pay homage to, like, all these different tap dancers who have been your role models and, mm-hmm. and like, mentors. Mm-hmm. And the the album has like a real purpose and it wears it on its sleeve and it's very obvious what you're like w- like what you're doing and so much art and albums that come out and all that stuff it doesn't even come close to that at all you oh, know thank you so i don't think that you have to argue at all for being a, a true artist or a musician or any of that cuz it's just obvious in what you do it's just like you walk around being that right so so i think you've won the fight and i think <laughs> <laughs> you've kicked the shit out of it nice <laughs> And I, and I really love the album and I just I really respect like artists that do something with their art you know what I mean you're yeah. doing and you're paying homage to the past and the history and stuff and people mm. don't do that so I think that's just mm. really unique and cool about you thank you so much yeah. I appreciate that and, and you know even with say, with all that said I, I'm still working on it you know? of course yeah. yeah yeah we always want to be better you know it's, um, it, that entrepreneurial yeah. spirit will always keep you working your ass off but yeah, yeah but I just I love that so that's thank my you. comment for you thanks yeah. Ryan I appreciate that of course that. yeah very sweet <laughs> All right. Now I compliment you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the weirdest part. That's Ryan, good. <laughs> I love the way you compliment me. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you you speak so well. You've done your research. You're a great radio host. Thank you very much. Very animated. Great smile. Look at your shirt. Look at me. I'm giving you way more compliments. Your shirt. Yeah, like, you're just going for it now. You've got a pink clipboard over I here. I do. I do use the pink clipboard. Yeah. Yeah. I thank Several. you for doing this, and and thank you for uh, for keeping up with everyone in the community and and sharing. You know yeah, that that's man. very awesome about you. So thank you for doing that. Of course, thank you. Uh, well, that's been the compliment corner. Thanks for joining me there. Dave and a haircut. Okay. I like that. Yeah, that make the thing. You need an ending. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, we have one. I was putting it in post, and, oh. and like I said, my my little keyboard's 
been tricky today. I don't know what's going on. Got I've, I've got to look into it. But I plugged it in right before you started. All right, sweet. The next game we're going to play is called Learning by Listing Rapid Fire. Learning by Listing Rapid Fire. Okay, Sarah, the fun's over. You yeah. heard that explosion sound. Yeah. It's going down. <laughs> that's real shit. So that's that's for real. That's when, when you hear an explosion, you know things are getting serious. Yeah. You know that. Um, so, yeah, and learning by listing, what's going to happen is I'm going to give you a topic, and then I'll give you 20 seconds to list as many things in that topic as you know about, okay. and we'll do two rounds, okay? okay. Uh, there's no right or wrong answers. This is kind of like Rorschach test, like inkblot kind of thing. Okay. If, if Anywhere your brain goes is fair game. Great. So it can be anything you like, okay? And your timing I'm going to time it. I'm going to time it because it's that serious. Okay. Um, here we go. First round. Ways to defend against a zombie attack. Go. Act crazy. Go wild. Be what more wild than the zombie. Uh, don't forget to run. <laughs> and then maybe uh, grab a weapon. Mm-hmm. A weapon would be nice. Uh, any type of weapon, perhaps a knife. Um, uh, a, a djembe drum. Mm. I'm just saying that because I'm seeing it in the room. Stop. <laughs> okay. Excellent. We've learned a lot about you in that 20 seconds, I think. We learned, obviously, this is a game that deals at a large level of pressure. Mm. And you brought your voice down, remained calm, <laughs> <laughs> quietly listening with very a lot of confidence, exactly how you could get out of this situation. I like that the first thing you thought was act crazy. <laughs> I really like that because I don't, I don't think it's known by by many people that if a zombie sees a crazy person that they'll probably go the other way. Exactly. <laughs> but you being out crazy, the yeah, crazy. out crazing the zombie. That's like my teaching style for especially for kids. You know, I'm with kids. <laughs> yeah. I just want yeah. I just be crazier than they are, and then everything yeah. works out. Totally. So I think that it probably works for zombies too. Probably running away is good. Yeah. You're doing fitness now, so you're obviously on the fitness brain. You're thought yeah, of yeah. running immediately. We're, run, we're out of there. And then you went for just line of sight at that point where you saw some djembes. <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> Who knows Throw how much it. help they would be, but they would definitely better than nothing. Better than nothing. And their and their skin and flesh is so like loosey goosey and rotting and stuff that if maybe if you just hit the drum hard enough, it'd vibrate their flesh off their bones. Maybe. And then just be walking around skeletons, which aren't as scary as a zombie. Yeah. So, and we all know that. Um, so, the next round, <laughs> if you're ready for round two. Let's do it. Ways to save the planet. Go. Eat less meat, mm. right? We want to do that. Um, I guess we're already in the plastic, no plastic straws mm-hmm. thing. Um, oh, eat more fruits and veggies. Uh Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with those those things that you that you that you listed. You stayed very like it, they were a nice thing. Like no one's gonna get mad at that. Although people are on the fence about the straw thing. Yeah. Everybody saw that tur- that turtle video. I know. We'll see turtle with a straw in his nose. Yeah. And er- now everyone thinks that every sea sea turtle has a straw in their nose. <laughs> It's my only problem with the whole thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> is that, you know, I, I get it. I don't want the sea turtles to have straws in their nose, I but I just feel like it's kind of, I mean, you know. 
But <laughs> but there are so many video, videos and pictures. You see like the birds and the whales and all that stuff with all the plastic oh, yeah. in there. But that's that's real stuff. That's so. wild. So that's so I understand the the, the battle. But it, uh, yeah. But everyone is focused on that sea turtle. But I I guess that makes sense. Though. I love sea turtles too. I see. I have a painting of one right there. Oh. Yes, so. you do. Nice. <laughs> so it's far be it for me to not be on a sea turtle side. I just, yeah. uh, but uh, do, are you guilty of still using a plastic straw from time to time? Sure. Yeah, me too. Sure. I did today, and I felt really. I bad. even when I was in Portland, I I bought like a glass straw. Like I'm ooh. like, ooh, I'm gonna be really proactive. You're in Portland. You're feeling it. Oh yeah. yeah, you know hippies in Portland. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna like. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this. Portland. <laughs> oh my god, Portland! I love Portland. I just got back from there. I it, love. Last I could week. move to Portland. It's, it's my a, aunt. It's my a aunt just place. moved there, and she got this killer home. Yep. On the water, one of those floating homes. Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. I would. I could totally live there. But yeah, I bought a like glass straw. It comes with a little cleaner and everything. I'm okay. Like, I'm gonna be proactive, and it's. Still, you have to bring the cleaner everywhere too, don't you? Yeah, but it, you can just like stick it in the straw. But anyway, okay. it's still in the packaging at my house. Yeah, hasn't so made it. Th- I haven't even. What used kind of it. packaging they using on that? <laughs> they're, they're still- <laughs> <laughs> little cardboard, doing it. <laughs> okay, cardboard. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if it was in one of those plastic? <laughs> I wish that'd be so awesome. Single use, that'd be great. Um, well, yeah, that's been learning by listing rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for the next game? Yes. Okay, the next game we're gonna play. This is another very serious game. This is called "Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face." <laughs> When you're getting fucked by the human race, what you gonna say? Get your dang butt out of my face! All right. Ooh, I like that. Jingle. Again, thank you that very much. Rocking. <laughs> I, appreciate it. I appreciate it. My buddy Chris Hackman helped me with that. Mm. Um, local artist extraordinaire. Um, and you can check him out on this podcast as well. Chris Hackman, wonderful man. Um, so yeah, the uh, in get your name butt out of my face. What happens is uh, we'll talk about something that sucks that's been making us mad, irking our chain, pissing us off, whatever it is. Uh, it can be big. It can be small. It does. It can be silly as long as it's true to you. Uh, you just talk. To, it will talk about that thing. And then it'll give you a chance to figuratively tell that thing to get its dang butt out of your face. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, do you have one already or would you like me to go first so you can think? Why don't you go first because, okay. you know, I'm, I'm generally a happy person. But yeah, I'm same, like, same here, but there, it's easy to get ticked. So yeah, totally. <laughs> um, mine, this is, I kind of stay off topical stuff because I record these in advance. You never know when they're going to come out. But a few days ago, I heard, you remember Jared Fogle, the subway guy? And then he turned, yeah. and then he turned to be a pedophile and got put in prison oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So that sucks. All right. Yeah, that just sucks. Totally. But he went to prison or everything. But then I just found a few days ago that he, um, from prison, his like his like very rich prison that has like a movie theater and tennis courts and all this stuff. What? He just finished his culinary arts degree from prison. Wow! And that really huh. pissed me off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's in jail for being a pedophile and all this child pornography stuff, and then he got to like better his life from prison. And I want a culinary arts degree, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I don't get to do that. You know, no, yeah, and I so I'm a little bit jealous and a little bit angry at him. <laughs> I think wow. it sucks. I, I don't think it's that. fair that he gets to have he gets to better himself and get further education when the other. You know, it's like I like to. Well, I he's love. He's got a lot of school. time to kill. That's 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 for sure. You know? But that's isn't that the isn't that what you're supposed to be doing though? Just killing time. Yeah, that you do the crime, you pay the time or whatever, right? Right, right. But you're. I don't feel like you're paying time if you're getting degrees and playing tennis and watching movies. Well, <laughs> Come on. I don't on. know about the. 
movies part, but maybe you know, <laughs> that's the part you don't. Know. They, they they can read books, you know. Let them read. Well, yeah, book. books is fine, and, but I mean, and even movies. I, I just feel like like you know, in the old movies, that like the little like book cart would come around <laughs> and like here's your book options for today, you know. Yeah. And they're really lame. Yeah. And. I feel like that's okay. They should do like that type of thing. But to be like, oh, you can enjoy a film in our nice modern movie theater and well, popcorn probably. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. That seems like too much. Is that too much for a prison man? You say that now. Wait till you're in prison. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, where's my movie and I'll popcorn? I'm like, dang it, I want a culinary arts degree. <laughs> so what I have to say is, hey, uh, Jared Fogel and the legal system that's getting him a culinary arts degree, get your dang butt out of my face. <laughs> That's oh mine this gosh. week. It sounds silly, but it did make me very mad when I heard about it. And wow. I was like, that's just not fair. Is that a recent thing? Yeah. Just, well, I th- him, him getting the degree is like, lo- like a couple last couple weeks, I think, okay. as far as I know. Yeah. Gosh, I'm still thinking. It's okay. I distracted you with the it's okay. discussion on Jared. It's interesting that you're going there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Going there, <laughs> Wait, going where to? Uh, to that's your. That's option. my thing. That's yeah, that's mine. Th- that's just what it was. Just true to me this week, you know. Yeah, totally. Just how I felt. Uh, I'm not a political person at all, anyway. But, um, I just feel like these this there's a lot of gender equality things going around. Okay. And um, I dig it. Mm-hmm. I think women are killing it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. But there's certain... I just feel like sometimes there's it gets too extreme. Okay, yeah. You know, and it's like, you're not allowed to do that, or you, you know, men shouldn't do this, or men should do this, or... Yeah. And women, same, you know, it just goes both ways now. I think what's kind of cool, though, is that the world is becoming more and more open to things. Yeah, But still time. very sensitive. Yeah. I, I don't like that we've become so sensitive to so much. Yeah. So I think that's like one of my problems in the world is like the sensitivity. Yeah. Um, and that like we can't like hit our kids and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me spank this little kid and let me smack him in the face with a ruler. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah. You know, like what happened to those old days? You know, yeah. or like the, some old school like yeah teaching things. And I stuff. agree with so that. Like, There's some old know. West style punishment stuff that i would like to come back yeah to. like kids are a little crazy right now you, you're on the same page as mine was that like if if we were on old west rules jared fogel wouldn't be getting a culinary arts degree he'd right. just he'd have to go take a, right, a right. chance at you know shooting the old six shooter yeah so you know all this <laughs> current day sensitivity yeah get your butt out of my face yeah <laughs> i'm into it that's all yeah i'm very I'm, I, I very much agree i think yeah. that we could all you okay. know the sensitivity is is weird. Yeah, um, well, hey, we're ca- those are the those are the, that's the end of that was um, get your name butt on my face by the way. Yeah. Okay. And we're coming to the end of the show, cool. and that's those are the end of our games. And but before we end, I think we should, uh, or before we start, like the ending process of the show. <laughs> oh, there's an ending process. It's a two hour process. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should play uh, one last tune for the people. Yeah. Um, yeah, you said you wanted to play the groove. The groove. And what's cool about the groove is um, when I was growing up, this is before the YouTube. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. When you like had to find stuff. And old tap dance clips and historical documentaries, they were hard to find. Yeah. Um, but I had this woman who was like my footage 
godmother, fairy godmother named Zelda. And she gave me a whole bunch of, she was like, whenever these tap documentaries were on live television, she would put her VCR in and, yeah. or her VHS in the VCR and uh, record it. <laughs> and so she let me uh, make copies. And so there were two PBS documentaries, one called About Tap, another called No Maps on My Taps. And they were filmed in the 80s. And they're incredible. And I was obsessed with them because that's all I really had. And I, yeah. I had them memorized and I loved them. And I found the director on Facebook. Um, and I just messaged him like, hey, just want you to know, thank you so much for making those documentaries in the 80s because I'm obsessed with them and I love them. And thank you. Hopefully one day I'll get to meet you. And then one day I did get to meet him. He was super cool. His name is George Nirenberg. And um, when I was completing my album, I knew I wanted more historical things and i was like you know what these quotes that i lived by from these documentaries i would love for my listeners to hear these quotes yeah and so i got in touch with him and he was like absolutely you can use them we got in touch with the the motion picture company president who like totally gave me the legal okay that's a hustle man. yeah because you know you got to be careful of course and uh so that's what the groove is it features um vocal excerpts from these documentaries so you'll hear the voices of tap legends uh bunny briggs um sorry not bunny briggs never mind he's not on there chuck green jimmy slide john bubbles sandman sims steve condos they all have the coolest names on the planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Slat. Yeah. Bubbles, Sandman. <laughs> Bubbles. Sandman Slim? Sandman Sims. Sims. Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he cool was the name. one who was on the Cosby show doing the challenge. <laughs> oh, sweet, Cosby. sweet, sweet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Those and, are just and, such cool And Gregory names. Hines, actually. You yeah. got to really be a confident and cool guy to, to ha- go walk around with a name like that. Oh, totally. It's what like, was it, you know, It's like a stage name. John Bubbles. John Bubbles. It's just a regular first name, but then ended John with Bubbles. John W. Bubbles. Well, <laughs> John, John W. Bub? John, John W. Bubbles. I think his last name was really Sublet. John Sublet. But, you know, it's a oh, stage name. Oh, gotcha. He was one of the well, baddest. No, they're all, but that's just the coolest. I mean, like, if, like, <laughs> if you name yourself a cool stage name like that, you got to be cool. Yeah. You got to be really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Sweet. Well, then here's the groove. Here's the groove. I dance with some soul. Like what we felt. What we heard. Sound. Say something. Sound can make a personality in the You always can be seen and enjoyed.
awesome our time same brain disease yeah i love that that's great uh thank you for sharing all that music on here yeah. um basically i have i have one more question before we start doing plugs and all that stuff and the, and the question i ask at the end of the show everybody gets it too um kind of like the beginning um the last you know the name of the show is ryan is super strong so the last question i ask everybody is just simply hey are you super strong Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I like that answer. Um, basically, what I what I like my guests to do is leave some kind of advice for people that are listening that might be relating to you in some way. You know, you never know when people are going to listen to the show or why or who they relate to. Mm-hmm. But I always think that somebody's relating to you that's listening right now and might need a little advice to become super strong, like Sarah Rice. You know, super so strong. What well, can they do? You gotta stay true. Stay true to who you are. And don't try to be anybody else. Mm-hmm. You can't do all you want to do. You got to do what you need to do. And you got to be you. And what's so cool about that is no one else can be you but you. So just shed you. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there on, everything will be authentic and awesome. And have patience because... Other people might be doing things and you might be jealous or whatever. And you just got to stay in your own path and all in good time. Yeah. It'll get done and your dreams will come true. That's rad. I love it. Uh, the one thing I do want to clarify for listeners, that some people might not understand the word shed and the, and the way that you <laughs> used it. And so when you're telling people to shed you, some people might be thinking like a bug, like to get rid of their outer <laughs> shell. <laughs> But oh, that's not right. what you meant. You're right. You meant to like get in no, the woodshed like, and work on. Yeah, you. exactly. Like shed, like practice. Yeah, like just, practice just who you keep are. Working on yourself. Yeah, don't shed your outer shell. No. Like a bug. Although I maybe mean, that that might it. be part of the process that's for you. True that. Who knows? Yeah. You know, if you want to take the whole caterpillar into butterfly kind of which I love cocoon kind of method. I get you know, it, you know, that's good to each their own. But mm-hmm. the way that Sarah was using it was the, you know, the craftsmanship way. Mm. Getting in the woodshed. Yep. building it out practicing yep. yeah I yep. like that. but even not even necessarily practicing your craft yeah just being a good person and yeah. like meeting people and having life experiences because mm. that also influences your art yeah mm-hmm. i was gonna say smile and be nice to people and stuff but then i always remember that girls always get told to smile which is such a weird <laughs> creepy thing <laughs> is it <laughs> do, do people do you have anyone ever like walking on the street people telling you to smile before mm. have you got that before uh no you know what i'm talking about they don't tell me to smile unless right. i'm already smiling then maybe they'll smile back okay but, but you know what i'm talking about that phenomena of guys telling girls to smile or like that weird stuff or Have just you heard like, like look cute or whatever it's weird i don't like that but so i'm always cautious yeah, when get i'm that, telling get someone but to... out of my face <laughs> 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 with any of that bull crap um well sweet so we've done so many things uh, the audience has learned so much about you and you have a whole bunch of new number one biggest fans now i think Yay, so um what i'd like on to my instagram sour test exactly that's what i'm saying that's what i want you to do next is plugs i want you to plug like where can people follow you what kind of project you know where can they buy this badass album all Ooh. that stuff so the new change album is available on Spotify, iTunes. If you want a CD, you can only get it on my website, which is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Reich, R-E-I-C-H, dot com. I also offer posters if you want a signed poster. Ooh. And uh, follow me on uh, on Instagram, Sour Taps, also Tap Music Project. On, and I'm also on Facebook. I have a fan page. It's facebook.com slash Sarah Reich Official. 
Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oficial. That's awesome. Um, wait, you, I had a question that I immediately forgot. Uh, oh, sour taps. What's the meaning behind that? Why did you say sour taps? So when I was in second grade, mm-hmm. I was really cool with my PE coach in yeah. elementary school. And I had done something kind of mean. Uh-huh. and I But I didn't feel ashamed to tell him, yeah. even though he was an adult. And I was like, oh, man, coach, like... I totally like kick so and so in the butt or whatever, and then he was like, "Man, I thought you were sweet. You're not sweet. You're sour. I'm gonna call you sour." Yeah. I'm like, okay. So he just called me sour. Like, what's up, sour? I'm like, what's up, you know? And then all my friends kind of got a whiff of it. And they're like, yeah. oh, we'll call her sour too. I got a whiff and then and then everyone else started calling me sour. Yeah, and it yeah, Became yeah. my nickname. I went to middle school and I would introduce myself. Hey, I'm Sarah, but you can call me Sour. Yeah. Like, I was up, Sour. You know, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like a punk rocker in middle yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. This. And so, like, it was a good nickname as a punk rocker. You know, like, yeah. What's up? I'm, I'm Sour. S- I'm Sour. Yeah. And uh, then I got to high school. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. I'm just going to be Sarah. But mm-hmm. I kept it as, like, my email and, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, my, I'll just keep it. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I also have uh, a story about kicking someone in the butt when I was in elementary <laughs> school, weirdly enough. Yeah. yeah. So you're sour too. Yeah, I guess so. I think so. we all have a little sour in us. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Sour Patch Kid thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. I love that. Um, and I liked finding common ground and that when we, f- when we found another piece of common ground, it was kicking someone in the butt when we were young. Boom. Which we both done. So um, that's just something good to know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always take this moment to plug uh, Chad Coleman, who did the art for the show. Chris Hackman, who I mentioned earlier, uh, helped me with those uh, all the kind of plugs and uh, cues that we have throughout the show, as well as the intro and outro music. The Instagram for the show is Ryan is super strong. The Twitter is at super strong Ryan. And what I always ask listeners to do is, if you like this show, and I'm assuming that if you've made it this far in, that you must like it or, or you're just doing something strange to yourself which i don't Whoa. you need to stop that <laughs> <laughs> but if you like this show please go on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast and rate and review the show give us five stars and leave some kind of crazy review a whole bunch of people have done that and when you read them it's very fun because they all sound insane which makes yeah. me feel less lonely in the world <laughs> <laughs> so i love that so please go rate and re- uh, review the show when you do that the show grows and more ears get on my badass guests like sarah here hey. or sour here hey yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on this wacky show it thank was you. awesome to have you here thank i'm sorry leah me. didn't join us uh we can we can give her shit about it forever we can always give her shit <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome to have you here the last thing i do on each show is i talk to a listener or a group of listeners and i try to get them to up their game in some way um and so i'm gonna do that same thing this week and i'm gonna start right now all right this week i'm talking to the people that say you can only clap on two and four you know they say that all the time and they make fun of everybody else and yes uh, there are a lot of times when people clap on one and three when they do sound dumb and they do sound stupid but you can clap on one and three especially when the music calls for it backbeat's not always on two and four all right so we're talking about groove today the strength level so i thought i'd end with a groove talk you know if the music calls for it a style especially like in latin music you clap on one and three you just gotta know when to do it understand the rules so you can break them or play by them you know what i'm saying but if you're one of those people that's going like only clap on two and four those are the only numbers i know then that's lame that's lame right sarah that's really lame you know i i I recently went to temple you know i'm Uh jewish and i i went to my shabbat services and you know with with jewish celebratory music 
I'm sorry, but I was clapping on one and three. Hell yeah. See? Time <laughs> and, and place. And you know what? I tried it. I was like, let me try two and four because I know that that would be right. Right. And then I tried it and it it almost didn't. It just didn't Doesn't work. It was right. like water and oil. You know, I was like, you know what? Sometimes you got to clap on one and three. Hell yeah. And you know what? I'm a little guilty for saying that, but it's true. But you just got to know what the right context. That's all. Context is everything. Yeah. If you fix your wily ways and stop telling people they can't clap on anything but two and four, then maybe one day you'll be super strong too. Just like Ryan. <laughs>